0: We're in for a treat this morning. Got a young, still young, just, fits in the young category. One of the young sons of the house, grown up in this church, served on team, I think, since he was about 10. I think it was 10 is that right? First Sunday serving on drums was about 10 years old when all the drummers left for school holidays and it was like, who are we going to get? Oh, well, yep, he's kind, of, he's kind of pretty well ready to go and so up he jumped and he's been on doing something almost every weekend since and uh, so he's just got a phenomenal heart. Shane and Anna run our youth now as well have been doing that this year which has just been awesome to see them take that and breathe fresh life into that as well and so I know that you're going to be blessed this morning as we hear Shane Cox bring the word to us and so it's not often that people in this house get a standing start but let's put our hands together and welcome Shane Cox as he comes to bring the word this morning.
1: Ah, <laughs> thank you very much. You can take your seats, probably to sit in them. Don't take them anywhere. <laughs> thank you, team. So good. Can we appreciate the team? Amazing. Amazing. That was. You, you always think it's going to be different without all the instruments and the normal setup, but that was really powerful worship this morning. I, could have, I would be happy just to keep doing that, but alas, I am here and we are reading the Word and it's going to be awesome. So, my name is Shane Cox, I was um, raised in this church, I think I was two years old, my mother sitting over there with the camera, thank you very much for that, that's great, <laughs> good for the standard, standard, that's pretty much that Sunday, I could guarantee they're 10 years old, playing the drums, I can guarantee something would have been there recording me in some way. But uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, that's just testament to Mum's heart. So thank you, Mum. Love you. And it's really because of, I guess, her diligence and persistence with us that I'm here doing this. It's it's a testimony to her. It's a testimony to this church that um, I am here standing in this place talking to you now. Um, and I'm well aware, I've been around, I've seen, you know, the, the ins and outs and what it takes to do a Sunday service. But I'm also well aware that I am unaware of the cost of this platform, of the tears, um, of the hard work, the obedience to bring the word from this platform um, every week is very high cost. And i as as much as we see from being a part of it i know that there are a lot that we don't see so i'm i, I think that's why when they first asked me to, or invited me to do this i originally wanted to say no because it's a big it's a big thing and i know i'm standing on the shoulders of giants in this right here so i really really have a high reverence for this platform and i'm and i just want to appreciate Pastor Bruce and Julie for slaving. <laughs> Sometimes it feel, must feel like that. And But your obedience and your willingness and to every week, week in and out, I just really want to appreciate you and thank you. So that's why... If, If you think I'm nervous, that's why I'm nervous because I am standing on the shoulders of giants and we just love you so much. We're so grateful for everything that you do. So, yes, I originally, my heart for this was no. My original response to when Simon first took us out for burgers, we just thought we were hanging out with Simon and Georgia. and We thought this is great. We get to hang out with some awesome people. No, no, there was a hidden hidden catch and they asked us, what would your response be if you were to, to take our place? And Anna was probably filled with a mix of emotions, excitement, being one of them. Me? No mix. No, no. Flat, no. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I'm not your man. I can't do this. Um, but uh, Simon and George being the incredible leaders that they are and people in our lives who love us. were like, no, no, God's calling you to do this. And you can do this. And so, even in the process of preparing this message for you this morning, that's actually where my message has come from. <laughs> and um, as I was praying, I was like, "God, I I really don't, I don't want to do this." And I think that's kind of a thing that my first response is, "I don't want to do this." But God gave me a clear word, and it really is why I'm here doing this. It's why I, I do everything that I do, and I say yes. He said, as I stretched you, I will fill the space. And when my response or our response is, God, I can't do that, I'm not big enough. Look at what I've done, look at who I am, look at the times I've run away from you and disobeyed you and, and all of the hurt that I have in my life, surely not me. But God is saying, as I stretch you, I will fill the space. The space that is created from stretching us, God has promised to fill that space so that we can do the things that he's called us to do. And that word comes directly from Deuteronomy 31, 6, reading from the message um, transcription. It says, Be strong, take courage, don't be intimidated. Don't give them a second thought because God, your God, is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. I think I could end there and and sit down and (laughs) I think we all would have got a great word, but I will continue to push into it. But that is seriously what, what gives me confidence. That's what gives me the ability to say, yes, I will do this. And I just really want to encourage you this morning, I really believe God is wanting to shift our mindsets as he's shifted mine through preparing this word, that we can settle in a place, oh hang on, no, that's not the right one. I believe God is wanting to shift our mindset on faith this morning. We're talking about faith. And my invitation to what I'm about to explain is crazy faith. That's what I've titled the message, Um, and that's what our theme is in use this term, It's crazy faith, so I'm bringing some youthfulness into the message this morning, but I really believe that, I didn't hear what that was, but oh, you dabbed, yeet, good on you, love our young people, so good, that seriously, we have great young people in this church, and yeah, I could embarrass you more, but I won't, I love you guys. Um, No, I really do believe, so let's make a new space for God in our lives this morning, Let's get a fresh revelation of who He is and what it's like to be stretched by Him. Just push in. There's something for you. I really do believe that God has something for you this morning. So don't leave without it. Amen. Why don't we just pray as we come around the Word. Lord, I just uh, dedicate this morning to you, Father, the words that are spoken. Holy Spirit, right now, as you fill this place, as you fill every word that I say, Lord, that you would have your way. Lord, let your will be done this morning. Soften hearts that need to be softened. God, even as your presence falls right now, Father, you are depositing something for everyone in this building. And I thank you for that. In your mighty name, amen. Awesome. So, crazy faith. What does that look like? Crazy faith. I don't mean crazy as in like, crazy, like... Like, you know, not like pinned down, not rooted, not, you know, not solid faith. Um, I mean, crazy faith in the sense of maybe you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe you aren't a Christian. Maybe um, you've gone out on a limb and it's kind of collapsed. But what I want to encourage us this morning is to bring that back. Bring back that crazy faith in God. Bring back that idea that, When I step out on his word, it will happen. Believing his word for our lives. So that's kind of my idea for crazy faith. And I really have that heart for our young people. You know, there's so much information being chucked at them all the time. And I know as a young person, for me, it was just like, ah, I can't handle, I can't deal. And I just want our young people to catch crazy faith. Faith in God. Faith that when people in school are saying things against them, they can have faith in God to even pray for them, to bless them, to be like, no, God has a plan for their life, so I'm not going to bring them down. I'm not going to tear them down with my words. I'm not going to respond. I'm just going to love them. I think if we can catch that crazy faith, and the moments in my life when I've had this crazy faith have been the moments in my life where things aren't, you know, nice, it's, it's a turbulent season, but I've felt the best, which I shouldn't have felt the best. I should have felt turbulent and crazy. But when you push in on that faith in Jesus and on God and His Word, you can just slowly walk and the waves are crashing all around you and you can just stay centred on His Word and on His promise. So that's my heart for this message and for Crazy Faith, the idea we're going to Hebrews 11. We're going to start at verses 1 to 3. So if you brought your Bibles at youth, we say, does anyone know? That's not a youthy. No youthies. Does anyone know? No, Pastor John. Uh, uh, What we say, what do we say to Bring the, yeah, a mate and something to note take. Come on. So we say, bring the word, a mate, something to note take. So good. Um, And so if you've got the word, I want you to pull it out. Go to Hebrews 11, um, and if you've got a mate, just pat him on the back right now and say, you're awesome, you're so good, I'm so thankful to be sitting next to you. You smell great, even if they don't, crazy faith, you know, step out. I have faith that you smell great, in Jesus' name. Hebrews 11, verses 1 to 3. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. This is the, what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. How incredible is that? What you see right now was made from what is not visible. God's Word, spoken to being, what you see right now. I think that's a great word just for your lives, what you might be facing, whatever it is. God made everything out of what is not visible. It's incredible. So my first point is God is in command. It says in verse 3, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. It's by faith we understand that God is in command. God is so big. He is so mighty. He is in control. He's in command. Everything must bow to his great name. Everything was created through his word. And I wonder what situation you might be looking at in your life today that you need to surrender back to Him or even just declare those words over that situation. God is in command. There's a lot going on in the world and there's a lot that you can look at that might shake you. Maybe you've got a situation right now that you don't feel like you're in control of and that might bother you or worry you or stress you out. Can I remind you this morning that God is in command. He has the last word. He has the last say. And so whatever the situation is saying to you, I believe that if you just step out and say, God is in command. Devil, you don't own this. You don't have the final say. My God has the final say. But it does take faith to do that. Definitely takes faith to do that. The louder the world gets, the harder it is to stand and say, no, by faith, God is in command. But it's really, if you say that over everything, it's almost like, how can you lose? You know, it's, it's like, God, you are in command of everything. I, can, I fear no evil. I mean, even right now, I'm like, everything that goes on in my head, I'm like, ah, she'll be right, you know. Maybe that's where that attitude came from in the Aussie culture. She'll be right. God's got it into control. She'll be right. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Declare it. Come on. So God is in command. He is so big. He is so able to interject into your situation and transform it even just by speaking his word maybe you've been working hard to try and change it I've done that many a times and just at the end of it you just feel a bit silly don't you <laughs> you're like like my god check out all this good stuff I've done you know use that I was like no nah, I was waiting for you to stop and just be still And then you're like, in all of that, he still has grace to to make you confident. You can be confident even when you have those moments. We need those moments to be corrected and constantly changed and moulded by his hand, which is always from a place of love. Always from a place of love. It's never against you. So God is in command. So that leads me to my second point, which is kind of... How we, why I think we can do this. By faith, we can be confident. It says in the first verse of 11, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We can be confident. I think that's a choice. You can be confident. You don't have to be. God will still love you. But you have every ability, every person sitting in this room has the same ability to be confident. And again, you might look at me and think, this is like, comes natural to me. And then like, you know, he's eccentric and I don't know, he did acting in school. And I did, I I loved it. I was going to be an actor, thank the Lord I didn't, (laughs) praise Jesus. But can I tell you, that is not the case. I have had to really step out and stretch myself and, and say, no, God, I believe that I won't fumble over my words. I believe that um, I'm not going to, on a Friday night, I'm, a kid's not going to get hurt because of my negligence. Like I, No, I'm stepping out in faith and believing that you haven't called me to fail because that's the thing. He calls us to these things, and you might get sick of hearing that, that God's called you to do something, but He hasn't ever called you to fail. He always calls you to to step out, yes, and it's a hard thing to step out. But as you do, we can be confident that He never calls us to fail. So we will see Him move. We will see Him have the final say and the final victory. So when we understand that God is in command... I think it's almost like we can just shake it off and be like, that's why I can have faith and be confident because God has the final say. If God has called me into this, He's not going to leave me. When I'm in the moment, He's there. His Holy Spirit will give me the words to say. His Holy Spirit, maybe it's a, there's a situation with someone and it's awkward. Relationships can be like that, can't they? A little bit awkward. Maybe you've got someone in your life that you didn't intend to have, like maybe you are married into a family and then there's someone there that's like, this isn't, this, okay yeah, no way, this, Grace, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll pray about that later Edward, uh, for those who don't know Edward is my brother-in-law and uh, yeah, it's all, it's, that was directed at you, you are, <laughs> a constant burden on my, on my everything. No, not at all. This isn't actually... That was just a description. It came to me on the fly. It wasn't in my life at all. I love my extended family. Am I digging myself out? Is it working? This is where we... Come on, speak life. Here we go. I can't remember what I was saying, but let's just move on. So we read in Exodus, Exodus 4, verses 1 to 2, Moses is having a conversation with God... And he says, it says in verse 1, Moses answered to God, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your right hand? A staff, he replied. And then he goes to, God goes to explain to Moses that he will perform three miracles through Moses if only Moses just abides and says, yeah, I'll do it. You know, through the staff, picking up the staff and then God said, I'll throw it down, turn it into a snake, and by this they'll know. So God gives him three promises of a miracle that he's going to perform, that Moses doesn't have to do anything, really. He just has to say, yep, I'll do that, God. And then God does the miracle. And then that's the, you know, the proof to the people that God has spoken to him. And still after all of that, we read, we go down to verse 10. Moses still replies to the Lord, and this is where I really relate, he says, pardon your servant, Lord. So he's humble. You know, he's, he's saying this in humility. He's, he knows God is big and, and is in command. He understands that. He's already seen him move in his life. Yet after all of this, he says to God, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent. <laughs> That's amen to that. Neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. So he's basically saying, Lord, here are my excuses and reasons why I can't do this. And I really do relate to that. Because <laughs> sometimes that's the first response. It's like when it's God calls you to something scary, you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. This is why I can't do that. And we think that we have... Like, we're going to reason with God and say, like, no, nah, man, you, you haven't seen this or you don't know this. You know, let me just explain to you why I can't. God's like, <laughs> like, I've, I know every hair on your head, man. I understand all the reasons. I already know what you're going to say. And I think that's just God's grace that he puts up with that and continues to speak into our lives and gives us opportunities. And even if we don't rise to them, he still gives us more opportunities. And That's just God's grace, you know. That's all I can put that to. But the Lord said to Moses after he said, Not me. Pardon your servant. I'm not qualified. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight Or makes them blind, is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. So Moses has been like he goes on to still say I can't do it, and God's like Ah, you serious? (laughs) It actually says God got anger, He got angry with him, but we we're not going to focus on that. We're just going to focus on this. God says, basically, He's showing how great He is. You know, I've given you your mouth. I've created you. I know you more than the ideas in your head of what you think you are. It's not even, sometimes we think things about ourselves and it's not even what we are. We just attach them to our lives because maybe, maybe it was spoken over to us. Maybe it was an, a thing that we fell back to and it's an excuse that we've repeated for 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it is. And God's just like, I will help you. I will speak. I will teach you what to say. So he's promising, when I stretch you, when I call you out, I will... He's basically saying, I will do the work. I will speak. And yes, I'll teach you what to say, and you still have to speak. But even still, he... He. Um, goes with Aaron and Aaron speaks as well like he's still not alone and even though I wonder if he could have done it if he just went yeah I'm going to be confident who knows but even in that he was he was saying God not me surely not me and maybe you're saying that this morning not me oh my kids are driving me crazy I don't have kids but one day I will so and then you can all go (laughs) I told you Maybe they're driving you crazy. I don't know, mum. Did we drive you crazy? Yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah. It was a rough time. But we got there in the end. But maybe maybe you're feeling right now as a parent, it's like, oh, I can't do this. I don't have the patience for this. Or maybe you don't feel confident in teaching them the right thing in life. Maybe you might be thinking, I, I don't know, I, I kind of assume that every parent worries I'm not doing a good enough job. But can I remind you that there is no child that is born into the earth that is not by God. And he's in, your kids are in your family for a reason, and you do have what it takes to raise these kids, and they will stay in the house of God. And even if maybe you're in a season where your kids aren't in the house of God, and maybe you've stepped out in faith for a while and prayed about that, can I say that God is the way maker? We were singing that this morning. And if we just continue to step out in faith, even with tears, God sees your heart. I guarantee you there will be a time again where your child will be standing in church, and that will be the one with the tears. And they'll be the ones who finally see God again. Don't know where that came from. That was God. That's not in my notes. But I really do believe that. I can't not. (laughs) Awesome. So, yes, that's all good. I have an example here, but I don't think I'm going to use it. We're going to go to our third point, which is... (laughs) Welcome to my brain. By faith, we have community. Can I say you're in? You're in this community. You are so welcomed. God is so happy and so full of joy that you're sitting in this seat. He loves you. And you are loved in this community. Whether it's your first time here and you're sitting here, I can't express enough how much you are loved right now by this community. Don't go anywhere. That's not a demand. That's an encouragement. Don't go anywhere. Me, I'm sure we've, in our lives as a family, um, not everyone would know this, but my parents separated when I was eight or nine and we would have had every opportunity. Mum would have had every opportunity to go to not wake up on a Sunday morning and deal with two boys full of energy and excitement. And there was a long season where I was like, I'm not going to church, mom. You can't make me. Don't know why I turned American, but that was just (laughs) the sass that I had. I was like, you ain't going to get me, mom. I wouldn't have said that, actually. I probably just hid in the corner like, I'm not going to church. I remember trying to be sick. You'd wake up and you'd be like, oh, no, I'm too sick. And that was always the worst thing to say to a, a mum full of faith. <laughs> when was that ever going to work? Oh, mum, I'm sick. Yep, great. Even more reason to go to church and get healed. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's like, I never learned, seriously. By faith we have community. In verse... 39 in Hebrews, we're skipping all the way down, Um, in the middle of these verses it talks about all these, well, heroes that I see in the Bible who um, lived by faith. And they actually lived by faith, but most of them didn't even see what they were living by faith for, which brings me to my next point, but we won't go there just yet. But in verse 39 it says, it reads, This these were all commended for their faith. So all those heroes that we were talking about. Yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God has planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Can I just say that any idea that you will make it on your own is not from God. It is not from God. I've had that time and time again in my in. In my life and in my I've had an idea, and I'm like, maybe uh, I'll just go out and uh, do music, and uh, yeah everyone's already laughing because it 's music <laughs> there's no income in music, and let me just say you right now, but I've had those thoughts you know I could just go I could do it like I should do that, and it, even missing one Sunday, I hate it it's the worst it's like, oh, I know that. There's meeting in the in the church and it's full and the people are getting prayed for and tongues of fire are coming down and lives are getting transformed and here I am sitting in a van going to the next gig. <laughs> Can I tell you right now? stay in church, don't go anywhere. I love church and I'm so thankful for it. It's in like I've said a couple of times in our lives, it's been such a continual place that has, grown us, nurtured us. So many times of heartache in our family that the answer was the church. It was God's hand in our life. And I can remember there's people in this room, particularly my immediate family, the Daddos, but they would always, even I can remember Heather Toma picking us up from school and taking us, who I don't know where, to the where we needed to go because mum was studying and busting to try and Make it all work. And it was the church community. It was our church family that got around us when we needed it. And that's why I can say me being here right now is a testimony to the church. Because it's only through your love, only through God working through you and your love and His hand through you that we can stand here. Nathan's in Sydney. He's my brother. And he's a pastor right now. Probably, he's not preaching. No, he's in New Zealand. Slacker. <laughs> he's seeing the hobbits, I think. It's a holiday. No, he's not a slacker. I, uh, I have to take that back. <laughs> Out of me and him, I'm the lazy one every time. He is a, a very diligent servant and he is doing incredible things in Sydney. But my point in raising that is the church's call and answer to our need is now why we both live such incredible lives. It was it was so staple in our lives. And after all of that, seeing the blessing that's come from that and people loving us and again and again answering our needs, and I think if you had a conversation with Pastor John, I'm sure he could tell you many times it was very frustrating dealing with me. But you. Thank- I'm so thankful and grateful for that. He was, in a long time, he was an answer to a need that I had and questions that I had. Um, it, and again, I wouldn't know him if it wasn't through this church. So I can't stress enough how much the church is here to love you. And it loves you so much. We love you. I love being in this community. But after saying all that, there's still times of doubt that I have where I might think, oh, that leader doesn't like me. Oh, oh, that person at church, oh, they can't stand me. And it's like crazy for me to think this after experiencing all this love in, in the house of God and by God experiencing love from Him, and yet I still have these moments of doubt like Moses where I'm like, surely not. Nah, surely not. But I can't stress enough By faith, we do have community. And by faith, this community is the best community to be involved in. And so I can't encourage you enough to serve, stay serving, be vulnerable in your connect groups, be vulnerable to people in church. Just tell them how it is. Say you're struggling, and they'll pray for you. They won't judge you. I've never experienced judgment. I've only ever experienced love, peace, grace. By faith, we do have community. And lastly, actually, before that, Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that is us this morning, such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So good. So good. It's for us. It's not for me. It's for us. Amazing. So my last point is by faith, we fix our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Maybe what I've talked about kind of doesn't sit with you in the the light of you're in a season right now and it seems all too much. You can't look around at people in your life and think the best of them and see God moving in them. Maybe you're in a really tough situation or maybe um, you just can't get your head around How God is in command, or what that looks like. Can I encourage you that the first step to take, crazy faith, begins with taking the leap and accepting Jesus into your life? He's the reason, He's for it all. I remember at Christmas time, Nathan would always say this. Jesus is the reason for the season. We'd go to the Lobosal Lights and he would, we'd drive along and he would lean out the window yelling, Jesus is the reason for the season. You've got to meet him if you haven't. He's quite a, <laughs> he's undescribable. <laughs> but it's so true. Jesus is the reason for this season. And can I say, every season in your life, Jesus is there. He is the way maker. All it is is just a simple prayer. In times of heartache, you don't even have to explain what's going on. The Bible says the Spirit intercedes for us. He knows you so closely. And all we have to do is accept His love. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to do any, anything else. It starts with that step. It starts with just saying, Jesus, look at this. Look at all this mess. Look at what I've done. Or maybe, Jesus, look at what I'm dealing with. It's so hard. And as soon as we take that step, that leap, then we can have crazy faith. It starts there and it ends who knows where. That's what faith is all about. So Jesus does know the struggle as well. He sees What's going on? He's, he knows. He's the word. He's the light. And all it is, sometimes all it is, is just declaring that, Jesus, you are the light. You are the word. You're the rock on which I stand on. Nothing else, nothing can separate me from your love. So I hope that I've encouraged you this morning to take the leap, whatever that looks like to be confident in who God is, that God is in command and he's in command of any situation of your life. I want you to claim that this morning. So by faith, step into the things of God. By faith, be confident again. By faith, know that you're loved and you're in a community that loves you. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He is more than capable of shifting your faith to the next level. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor John.
0: How good's that? The team, come join us, be awesome. I love what Shane was saying at the end there. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Every one of those points that he had, all the little stories, all the little things that he brought into the mix this morning. I think for someone like Shane, that's been obvious as I've been at times sitting back, at times quite close, but there's been moments all through where Shane's fixed his eyes on Jesus. I was sitting there thinking, uh, going back a few years to when we had Pastor Phil come and do that painting. I'm pretty sure it was that one that we had Shane's testimony up on the screens. Phenomenal testimony of, again, choosing to fix our eyes on Jesus. Need to get that testimony out again, Shane, I think. Redo it. Just has got like, goosebumps just even thinking about it. But I don't know where you're at this morning. Maybe sitting here in this meeting, maybe listening online in the weeks to come. Are your eyes fixed on Jesus? Are you walking in his community? Are you confident that he's got the final say? And as we go back to the beginning of Shane's message, is God in command? these point to one moment of salvation. Shane's had that moment. I've had that moment. There's plenty of people in this room that have had that moment with him. The moment of salvation, the moment of accepting Jesus into our life as our Lord and Saviour. Entering in to his community and saying, I want to live the rest of my life for you and with you. So I'd love you to just close your eyes as we wrap things up here this morning. I want to give you space. Space to think about this question. Are your eyes fixed on Jesus? your answer to that is no I'd love to pray a prayer with you I'd love to get Shay to pray a prayer with you after the meeting I don't want to get you out the front I don't want to embarrass you in any way but I'd love you to just slip your hand up now as every eye's closed nobody's looking around it's the moment between you and God I'd love you to just slip your hand up I've got my eyes open so that I can see your hand and I'm going to pray a prayer with you after the meeting but is there anybody here? says that's me I need to fix my eyes on Jesus I need community in my life I need to step in I need to step in to the place of community there's all sorts of things going on in my life I need God to be in command Is there anybody else this morning that says, that's me? With two hands this morning, are two people that have just said, hey, I want to I push into God. I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior. Is there anybody else this morning? That says, John, that's me. I want to pray that prayer with you. I want to start the journey of walking with Jesus. Holy Spirit I just pray Father for every person sitting in this meeting God I thank you for the seeds that have been planted God the seeds of community, the seeds of hope God the seeds of confidence that have been planted in people's hearts this morning that as they leave they're walking with an extra step of faith they're walking with an extra spring in their step because they know that you're with them you're for them. So, Father, I pray that you bless every person as they head into their week. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.